Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. Your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. Real women, real life, real chats. Welcome back for another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. I had such a great response to episode nine, Saving Tata, One Cup at a Time, that I decided to follow it up with part two, Saving Tata. I'll have another cup, please. Did anyone catch that story out of Argentina about the congressman kissing his girlfriend's breast on live video feed? It's a true story and no joke. The event goes as follows. A congressman was attending a legislative session remotely from his home due to COVID restrictions in Argentina, and a giant screen was set up for a live YouTube transmission from their congressional house floor. I guess the politicians were in session that day discussing pension funds for the elderly, and many congressmen were also attending the session live in their legislative chamber, or others were at home, actually, watching this remotely. So anyway, this congressman, not realizing that his video camera was on, sat his girlfriend on his lap and decided to examine her newly augmented breast and kissed her shirtless breast on video. I actually saw the video and and the girlfriend was very casual and, and very much a willing participant and also did not realize that she was live on camera. Despite his claim that he thought he was offline, the footage went viral with all the politicians watching and not even one of them having had enough time to even advise him as to what was happening or what was going on. So, of course, a huge scandal was created. However, in his defense, he argued that he was appreciating his girlfriend's breast after breast augmentation surgery. I guess on some level, you can say he was raising awareness of the beauty of a woman's breast. And in her defense, she was proud of her body and appreciated her boyfriend's gesture of admiration. After all, a breast is nothing to be ashamed of, right? But of course, his defense did not work and nor was it interpreted in that way. And since this thing did occur during work hours and was a public display of intimate PDA, and after all, he is a congressman, he was forced to resign. Certainly, this makes for an interesting and very recent breast-related story, particularly in these uncharted times. So I guess the moral of the story is that it's okay to appreciate a woman's breasts, just turn the camera off next time, or wait until after work hours. Some called him a boob, though no offense to the female breast, and yet others may call him an appreciator of fine art. I guess it's open to interpretation for sure. Anyway, that was a little aside that sheds light on the subject of breast appreciation, which is a worldwide phenomena. And since October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we will continue our chat. And in the last episode, we talked about a more serious matter, that being breast cancer, and we covered a lot of ground. We talked about the general facts about breast cancer and diagnostic methods, as well as best practice methods for self-breast examination. 
Today we will focus on cancer staging, grading, treatment options, and self-care tips that can help women deal with the effects of breast cancer. So let's begin our chat today. What is grading and staging of breast cancers and what does this all mean? Because I get it, when you're seated in front of a doctor hearing all these words can seem like alphabet soup and get very confusing. So let's break it down. When a breast cancer is diagnosed, tests are done to find out if the cancer cells have spread within the breast or to other parts of the body. This process is called staging. Whether the cancer is only in the breast, is found in the lymph nodes under your arm, or has spread outside the breast determines the stage of breast cancer. And the type of cancer, which we discussed in the last episode, as well as the stage of breast cancer, tells doctors what kind of treatment you need. In short, the staging describes the extent of breast cancer progression, and this information is very important when making treatment decisions. The stages of breast cancer are as follows. Stage zero is non-invasive and that it is only present in the ducts, remember the tubes that connect the lobules to the nipples, or contained within the lobules themselves. In stage one, where the breast cancer is invasive, it still remains relatively small and very localized and may not have reached the lymph nodes at all. Stage two breast cancers are also invasive and the cancer here is a bit larger and may have spread to the lymph nodes. In stage three, the breast cancer has definitely spread to the lymph nodes, but not spread to other organs. And in stage four, the breast cancer has developed in other parts of the body outside the breast and lymph nodes, often in the bones, lungs, brain, or liver. Unfortunately, stage four cancer is more likely to spread even further. Treatment options at this stage focus on controlling the cancer and preventing further spread. So what is the grading of a cancer? Tumors are graded on a scale of one to three based on how much the cancer cells look like normal breast cells. For example, grade one is a slower growing cancer and looks a lot more like normal breast cells and that is why it's called well differentiated. A grade two breast cancer looks less like normal breast cells and is faster growing, known as moderately differentiated. And grade three deviates even more from normal looking cells and this higher grade means that the cancer is more likely to grow faster and to spread to other parts of the body and thus also being called poorly differentiated. And although it is difficult at times to assess the progression of cancer, the American Cancer Society provides estimates of the five-year survival rates, and this refers to the number of people who will live for five years after knowing their diagnosis. Knowing these rates are important because it helps to plan treatment and the course of action. The five-year estimated survival rate is close to 100% for stages 0 and 1, and that's fantastic. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, early detection is key. There is a 93% five-year survival rate for stage 2, 72% survival rate for stage 3, and 22% five-year survival um, rate for stage 4. While a person with stage 4 cancer may never be cancer-free, controlling the cancer is still considered a positive outcome in the situation. And like I mentioned, these figures are estimates. Each person's individual survival rate varies depending on a wide range of factors. And a woman's overall prognosis is also based on factors such as age, cancer status, and the person's overall health, and how quickly the cancer spreads. So how is cancer treated? 
It is treated in several ways, depending on the kind of breast cancer and how far it has spread and whether it is located to the breast tissue itself and also taking into consideration the grading and staging that we just talked about. People with breast cancer often get more than one type of treatment and options include surgery, which is a common option. And this is a procedure to cut out or remove the cancer tissue. And there's different types of surgical procedures, such as a simple or total mastectomy, where the surgeon will remove the entire breast, including the nipple, areola, and skin, and possibly some underarm lymph nodes may be removed as well. A double mastectomy where both breasts are removed and may be done as risk-reducing surgery, especially in patients with BRCA gene mutation. There are also procedures such as skin-sparing uh, mastectomies where the skin is left, but this may be very patient-specific. A modified radical mastectomy combines a simple mastectomy and the removal of lymph nodes. And a radical mastectomy is an option, but one that is typically not done now as it removes the entire breast, armpit lymph nodes, and the chest wall muscle. This kind of surgery is done more with tumors that grow into the pectoral or chest muscle. There are also breast conserving sur surgeries such as lumpectomies and quadrinectomies, which is a partial mastectomy. And again, some of these patients may also need follow-up radiation. All these options will be discussed with the patient individually to see which one is the best for that particular person. Additional options include chemotherapy and people with larger breast cancers, which are most likely greater than two centimeters and depending on lymph node involvement may be offered chemotherapy and this uses tailored medicines to shrink or kill the cancer cells. The drugs can be in pill form or you can take uh, intravenous medications or sometimes both. Hormonal therapy can be used to block cancer cells from getting the hormones they need to grow. Hormonal therapy is used in cancers that are stimulated particularly by estrogen and it usually starts after surgery and it may reduce the risk of developing a new cancer. Sometimes hormone therapy is also given before surgery. Biological therapy works with your body's immune system to help it fight cancer cells or to control the side effects from other cancer treatments and may also be an option. Radiation therapy uses high energy uh, rays, similar to x-rays, to kill the cancer cells and it also is used in conjunction with the described treatments. All these options and others such as clinical trials are available and need to be discussed with your um, healthcare provider. In the previous episode, I mentioned triple negative breast cancer. Triple negative breast cancer is a kind of breast cancer that does not have any receptors that are commonly found in breast cancer. There was this great analogy I was reading about the other day, which is to think of cancer cells as a house. The front door may have three kinds of locks called receptors. One is for the female hormone estrogen. One is for the female hormone progesterone, and one is for a protein called human epidermal growth uh, factor, HER2. If the cancer has any of these three locks, doctors have a few keys, like hormone therapy or other drugs, that can be used to destroy the cancer cells. But if a woman has triple negative breast cancer, it means that these three locks aren't there and that these breast cancers grow even at faster rates affecting prognosis. So knowing tumor markers is important as doctors may have fewer keys for treatment. Fortunately, chemotherapy after surgery may still be an option, particularly in triple negative uh, breast cancers. In all, doctors from different specialties often work together to treat uh, breast cancer. 
Ask about risks and benefits for each treatment and their side effect, and it's okay to get a second opinion. This is important stuff. So in terms of the treatment options, one of the questions that comes up, particularly for women who are deemed high risk, particularly because of a family or genetic predisposition, is it necessary to get prophylactic double mastectomies? And yes, some very famous celebrities have undergone double mastectomies, such as Angelina Jolie, comedian Wanda Sykes, actor Kathy Bates, former Americans Got Talent judge Sharon Osbourne, Christina Applegate, and others. And many other famous celebrities have come forth with their breast cancer struggles, and we applaud them for raising awareness. Women may consider getting prophylactic mastectomy if there is a strong family history of breast cancer. That is, more than one relative, including your mother, sister, or daughter, that has had breast cancer, especially before the age of 50. Or if the woman has tested positive for BRCA1, BRCA2, and other gene mutations that can increase the risk of breast cancer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cancer. Or if there's a personal history of breast cancer, making the woman more likely to develop a new cancer in the opposite breast, or if there's a diagnosis of lobular carcinoma in situ, which has been shown to increase the risk of developing invasive breast cancer, or another option is that there's a history of radiation therapy, particularly in women that have had radiation therapy before the age of 30, which can also increase the risk of breast cancer throughout their lives. Again, a double mastectomy is an individual decision and it's best discussed with the doctors and also looking at the risks and benefits because after all, a double mastectomy is major, major surgery. And questions also arise about reconstructive surgery and alternatives to reconstructive uh, procedures. Some women undergo reconstructive surgery and there are many options. And some women may decide that they don't want any more surgery. They had enough. And this is for a variety of reasons. Some may decide to wear a prosthesis instead. This is an insert that is worn either inside the bra or is custom fitted. And using a prosthesis and not using a prosthesis is fine too. There are different bra options and that is where support groups may be useful as to what other women are using, prefer, and what is recommended. So once a woman is treated for breast cancer, what are some of the side effects and what could be done about them? Hair loss may be a side effect. Some women may lose some or all of their hair within about two to four weeks after starting chemotherapy. New treatment options may help with hair loss. The hair will grow back starting around a month to a month and a half after the last chemotherapy treatment. Seek hair washing advice following chemotherapy. There are also scalp cooling options and using scarves, wigs, and other alternatives are available. With respect to nausea, most women feel sick and exhausted for a day or two after each chemotherapy treatment. It's different for everybody and prescriptions can be used to treat nausea. Recommendations also include eating small amounts of food during the day so as to not feel full, staying away from greasy foods, and sitting up after eating. Chemotherapy and radiation can also cause fatigue and most of those side effects go away after a few weeks 
after, particularly after the therapy ends. Recommendations are to eat well, practice good sleep habits, try napping, keep a diary of how you're feeling, organize your day, consider gentle exercise programs, and discuss these signs and symptoms with your doctor to make sure that they're not related to some other underlying condition. Women may also have skin changes such as redness, peeling, like a sunburn, particularly on and around skin-treated areas following radiation. There are topical treatment options that can help with this. Another complication may be lymphedema or the swelling of the arm following breast surgery, particularly when the lymph nodes are removed. Treatment of lymphedema early on is important to prevent pain, decrease mobility, and other symptoms, and lymphedema sleeves and therapy may be recommended. I mentioned traditional therapies and treatment options, but I wanted to also chat about some options many of you have inquired about, and that is specifically complementary and alternative medicine options. Complementary medicines are used in addition to standard treatments, and alternative medicines are used instead of standard treatments. Meditation, yoga, and supplements like vitamins and herbs are examples that can be used as an adjunct to standard cancer treatments. If you're using or considering using complementary or alternative therapies, talk to your doctor. Some of these therapies may interfere with standard treatment or may even be harmful, so you might want to be aware of that. Also, the National Cancer Institute has evidence-based information summaries for integrative, alternative, and complementary therapies on their website, so check them out. For example, acupuncture is a complementary treatment that involves a gentle placement of very thin needles into specific pressure points in the skin. According to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, acupuncture may stimulate the brain and nervous system to reduce pain. The National Cancer Institute cites some clinical studies that suggest acupuncture may also help to relieve nausea and vomiting resulting from chemotherapy treatments. Massage therapy may help as this is the process of manually stimulating the tissues in the skin and muscles, and many people say it helps to promote relaxation as well as relieve pain and anxiety. Recommendations are to see a massage therapist who understands the unique needs of someone who's undergoing cancer treatment. Tai Chi and Qi Kong are two movement-based exercises that aim to move and balance the natural energies within the body and place a strong focus on breathing and meditation. These practices may help reduce stress and pain and improve mobility and mental health. Many patients find that Tai Chi and Qi Kong are helpful during cancer treatment to reduce the side effects of chemotherapy and radiation. Biofeedback is another type of therapy that aims to teach people how to identify and control certain involuntary aspects of the body, such as a heart rate, blood pressure, and muscle tension. During a biofeedback session, a therapist connects the person to an electrical device that provides a visual or auditory signals whenever subtle physiological changes happen in the body. By monitoring and responding to these signals, a person attempts to learn how to control certain functions, and some studies suggest that biofeedback may help people with cancer, particularly managing their symptoms and side effects. Again, it is important to practice biofeedback under the guidance of a licensed therapist. Reiki is an alternative therapy based on the belief that a person can use their hands to direct energy around the body and promote healing. Reiki is not a replacement for medical treatment, but some people may find that Reiki helps them feel more relaxed and ease pain and anxiety. Eating a specific diet will not cure cancer, 
and people should be wary of claims that it will, but maintaining a healthful, balanced diet is vital for general health. And that's just for everyone, whether you're battling cancer or not. Eating well may help support the body, particularly during cancer treatment, thus reducing fatigue from aggressive therapies. General diet tips include reducing or limiting foods that are very high in fat, reducing or limiting salty foods, reducing or limiting smoked, charred foods, and processed meats. People may also consider adding more vitamin and mineral-rich foods to their diets, such as vegetables, fruits, and other whole foods. In addition, while there is no direct evidence that supplements help treat or cure cancer, some people take them to try to reduce specific symptoms of disease or side effects, such as nausea and or loss of appetite. According to a 2016 Science Direct Cancer Review article by Sharif et al., research suggests that some people with cancer may find the herbal supplements of turmeric, green tea, echinacea, garlic, ginseng, and black cohosh beneficial. Examples of potent antioxidants include vitamins A, C, E, and beta-carotene. People with breast cancer should always speak to their doctor before taking any supplements. Medical use of cannabis and cannabis products is certainly gaining popularity, partly due to the shifting of regulations allowing for more specific research into the benefits of the plant, and in several states, small quantities are legal. While cannabis is not a treatment for cancer, its compounds can help alleviate the side effects of chemotherapy such as nausea and vomiting. It is, however, essential for a person to check the legality of medical cannabis in the place where they live before obtaining it for any purposes. Some people with breast cancer may find that holistic therapies such as meditation, aromatherapy, journaling, art therapy, music therapy, dance and dance therapy are also very helpful. And how about laughing? Because this is very helpful indeed. Did you know that laughter enhances your intake of oxygen-rich air, stimulates your heart, lungs, and muscles, and releases endorphins such as dopamine and serotonin, thus relieving stress, elevating mood, reducing inflammation, and enhancing cognitive function. Laughing even increases blood supply to the skin and makes your face glow. It tones up the face. Even fake laughing helps. Now, how's that for medicine? Laughter. And if you're interested, check out the Breast Cancer Healthline app that provides access to online breast cancer community where users can connect with other folks and gain advice and support through uh, group discussions. Additionally, becoming active in local cancer support groups, chapters, and social network groups may be beneficial to women. Remember, no one should be in this alone. So how about saving the tatas one cup at a time? Lots to talk about and lots of awareness to spread. And in talking about awareness, I wanted to point out that breast cancer is not just a female event. Men get breast cancer too. In 2020, an estimated 2,620 men will be diagnosed with breast cancer and approximately 520 men will die from breast cancer. Breast cancer awareness also needs to spread to men as well. And because this is a Java chat on the topic of healing beverages, New research conducted by Huang et al. from St. Louis University and written about in the Medical News Today, January 2019 edition, notes that drinking oolong tea and or green tea can damage breast cancer cells and that people who consume certain amounts of these type of teas have a lower risk of breast cancer. Interesting indeed.
So ladies, this concludes our chat on breast cancer for this month. Lots of information to digest, but I do thank you for listening. And if you or any of your loved ones have breast cancer or are battling with breast cancer, there is support out there for them. Today, I will leave you with a few Java Bean recommendations. One, maintain a positive attitude. Two, accept that there are events that you cannot control. Three, find some activities that help you relax. Take a walk, listen to music, or practice meditation or yoga. Four, exercise regularly. It's a great way to fight tension, and it can help your body be better prepared to deal with stress. Five, rest and sleep. Your body, particularly if you're battling breast cancer, your body needs time to recover from the stressful events. Don't rely on alcohol or drugs to reduce the stress. Six, if you have breast cancer, think about joining a support group. It might help to talk about what you're going through with other people who understand what it's like. Again, you're not alone in this. And seven, for Halloween, paint that pumpkin pink and don't forget to smile. Maybe there'll be more treats and tricks this Halloween. I sure hope so. This has been one tough year for all of us, but particularly for anyone affected by COVID and of course for any woman affected by breast cancer. You're in my thoughts and prayers. Thank you and until next time. And don't forget to check out my website, Instagram, Facebook with the same name, Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. And if you like what you hear, give a like, spread the word and tag me. Thank you for choosing Java Chats with Dr. Sandy as your personal brew. Real women, real life, real chats. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.